Jerry, you remember uh, Jurassic Park where the raptor was testing all the fences? Oh, yeah, I do. I remember that one. China, she remembers. (laughs) What is happening, you beautiful bastards? Welcome back to another week, you beautiful bastards. Jerry, the fuck are we talking about this week? (laughs) Well, Grizz, we're talking about China. And it's going to be kind of a free-form conversation with a special guest. But before we get into that, some things happened in the news between last week and today. So let's find out what happened between then and now. In U.S. news, it turns out that even if you kill someone with your car, you get to run for governor of a state. You know who I'm talking about, Gris? What? Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> no, I didn't know, but I, now I know, yeah, yeah. So Caitlyn Jenner, if you didn't know, is now running for governor of, governor of California. Uh, which is crazy because she's a transgender Republican. It's like an oxymoron in itself. Yeah. I mean, she, she's always been uh, Republican, hasn't she? Yes, but her own group doesn't like her demographic. It's it's a weird place to be for a person, right? It's the only way to overcome it, Jerry. It's become the enemy. <laughs> You're right. And uh, in other news, I know that last week or the week before we discussed we are now going to be pulling out of the Middle East. And on the way out, it seems like the U.S. said one last fuck you to the Middle East because the U.S. launched an airstrike in response to a failed Taliban rocket attack on the day of the formal withdrawal beginning. How else are you going to exit a war zone but with just fingers up and guns blazing? <laughs> <laughs> it's the American way. It's, I would have expected nothing less. Now in world news, India is fucking dying. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's, uh, that's no good. No, they're having some serious issues, and uh, I don't really know what they're going to do to get through this, but they have a serious COVID-19 variant that is just wreaking havoc on their country. Is there anything? I mean, they're at the point. Somewhere I was reading, it's like the perfect storm. It is, and they've got record record infections, record deaths. It's worse for them than it ever has been so far. I think they surpassed Mm 400,000 a day. That's ridiculous and so biden actually approved for the u.s to start start sending them supplies for their uh their own vaccine campaign i will have to see how that rolls out i'm hoping it works out well for them because they are just getting destroyed right now by the uh the new variants i feel bad for anyone who's uh who's over there or has family over there that's brutal um I, it, it, it makes me think like you keep on seeing these videos of people like fake giving the vaccine have yeah. you seen those yeah, I saw the doctor stick the needle in a guy's arm, never, never yeah, push never the, plunger, the plunger, pull it back stuff. out. I wonder how much that's going on over there, because I've heard people talk about people over there who are fully vaccinated who who are dying from this. And it, now that can happen. Is it a variant or or whatnot? Uh, but I wonder if that's some of the situation that's going down. It's hard to say, but no matter what side of the aisle you stand on regarding the vaccines, whether you think we should be doing them or you think they shouldn't be uh, distributed at all, that's a serious breach of conduct here for a doctor to oh, God, put yeah. a needle in somebody for a vaccine and not administer the vaccine. I, what I find difficult about all of it is it's not your body. If, if this person's decided they want a vaccine, let them fucking have it. I don't know why yes. you have to take matters into your own hand. Even So let's say, let's go with the worst thing. It's microchipped and all this shit. Why? It's not your body. Let them be microchipped. Who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand it either. But you know we'll find out what happens in the, uh, the coming weeks. What's going to what's going to happen in India? Yeah, hopefully they can they can flatten that one. 
So in lighter news, though, there is a uh, once-in-every-17-year event coming up here in the United States. Cicadas? Yes. Trillions of cicadas. Fuck you. (laughs) If you've never seen a cicada, it looks horrifying, but it's totally harmless. It's about the size of a hummingbird, and it's some kind of beetle. Uh, is it a beetle? I don't know. It's a, well, a cicada might be its own thing. Listen, it's a, it's a flying nuisance. It's annoying as fuck. They're noisy. They're, they'll run into you because they're dumb. <laughs> you, but on a bright note, you can put them on a leash and fly them around in circles for a good time. That's right. And this particular breed of cicadas, they stay underground for 17 years at a time. And when they do come out, they all come out. And you're going to be seeing them sometime in the coming weeks where you're going to have trillions of these bugs flying around, getting squashed on your windshield, bumping into you, getting chased by your pets. Just don't worry. They can't hurt you. <laughs> I mean, they're literally everywhere, right? Yeah, everywhere. This, it's mostly, uh, I would say it's mostly from roughly Ohio down to Kentucky and then east from there. That's where most of these are going to be. Uh, it's awful. <laughs> And being in New England, Grizz and I will bear the brunt of this for anybody who is uh, on the western side of the United States in our listener base. I will be walking one like a dog. Don't worry. (laughs) Speaking of flying nuisance, Grizz, don't you have something to report? I do. Everyone. NASA keeps taking off a helicopter on another planet, and no one gives a shit. (laughs) What what are they accomplishing when they take off with that helicopter? We went up. We went down. Yay. I understand why they're doing it, but guys, no one cares. <laughs> I don't care that you flew 100 feet. Don't care. Uh, I don't care that you flew like 300 feet. Don't care. No. You know what First I mean? One Is was it exciting. cool that you flew on another planet? Yes. I want to see footage when you flew until your battery died or you ran into a rock or something. <laughs> like That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the first flight. Yeah, that's exciting because it's know, the first they, did flight. The, they did the math. They got it right. They now have a uh, flying vehicle on Mars. Yep, that's cool. I don't need to see every time it takes off. I really don't care. Yeah, no. We flew 100 yards. Cool. <laughs> All right. You've already done it, people. They're, they're thinking, I mean, listen, I understand the people who made the program and, and, the, and the actual uh, ingenuity. I, like, great. I understand why you'd be happy about it. I just, I don't care that you flew 100 feet or 100 yards. <laughs> and I, I don't understand. It's like, the is it because of the um, resolution that it's, it's like stills? It's not actual video. No, there. I don't think there's any video. It, video is a big file to be sending from Mars. That's probably the reason. Well, not only that, I think the video, you don't get good stills in video. You know what I mean? And if you're right. scientific, you want to be looking for details and shit like that. So it's going to take stills. Yes. Right? That's what I Absolutely. assume. But I'd still have a 4K fucking uh, GoPro on that sucker just to see what it's like. That's cool as shit. Send me that. I'll watch that. Fuck your 100 yards if it's stills. <laughs> Send me the GoPro 4K file and I'll see that shit all day. Maybe the next one. Maybe All China's. Right, NASA, write that down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, that's enough bullshitting. Let's get to the topic. Let's get to the China. China. Welcome back, everyone. I know Jerry's news sucks. <laughs> this week, uh, we got a good one. Uh, everyone's favorite guest, Chris Blood, is back. <laughs> hey, everyone. Good to be back. Good to be with you guys. Hopefully, he sounds a little bit better. We got him a good mic. That's right. <laughs> Less less in a tunnel as I was before. And Jerry, why don't you say hello to because you're actually on this show. Hi, guys. I am still on the show. I was just letting them do their thing. <laughs> uh, so what do we got going on this week, Jerry? So today we're talking about uh, 
China. <laughs> China. Ever since I heard Trump say it that way, that's the only way I say it. <laughs> I might get sick of it on this episode, though, because I don't think I'll, I'll ever have said China that, that often. <laughs> Are you going to try to say it that way the entire show? China. No, I can't. It just disrupts <laughs> I was the way I thought. say, dude, that would last like maybe five minutes. <laughs> You've definitely perfected that, Jerry. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's some. I, I don't even know what to call it. There's a lot of weird stuff going on related to China. I don't know how much is true. I'm assuming that a lot of it's bullshit. But then both of our governments are really good at giving people bad information. That's true. Is it the government or yep. is it the media? Well, in China, the government and the media are the same. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You Fair. could actually argue that's the same way in the United States, too, just yeah. for a different, a different path. I think the, the government used to be better at controlling the media in the United States. Because like, if you remember when Clinton was in, I remember he, he kept getting them to hush up on things. But then when he fucked up, it was all done. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the, you know, the 24-hour news cycle and how things have changed with the internet, too. It's just kind of gone in its own direction. Yeah, I, I don't, I feel like they just said, yeah, we, we can't control this thing. Here's the reins, like, <laughs> do whatever you're going to do. <laughs> well, their business model changed. They got to they gotta change to make money. All about them clicks, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, they're back into a corner, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my thing on all this is if you... If you just freely glance at the news, like I do, mm. uh, or anything, it seems like China seems to just kind of be starting shit with everyone, right? And they're doing whatever. They don't give a fuck what they're doing as long as it fits their rhetoric, which kind of sounds like America at times. <laughs> uh, but hopefully our morals are a little bit different. And the more I researched it, the more I found out that isn't necessarily the actual picture and sometimes it was sometimes it wasn't mm. we'll get into it so yeah. what's the uh what's the biggest issue you guys are seeing right now with china for me i think it's probably what's in the news all the time right now which is taiwan mm. right yeah taiwan's a big one man i still i, I don't know if i'll ever get it out of my head that what? when when covid was hitting big and the who was doing an interview with a reporter i believe out of taiwan and she was trying to get him to say Taiwan, mm. and he wouldn't do it. Yeah. And he actually hung up on her yeah. in the mm. interview. Yeah, and a, you're like, I didn't realize how bad things were when a, 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 an entity of, of international size can't even admit that a, a country is a country because yeah. they don't want to step on the toes of another country. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like it's like one of the most I think sensitive subjects for them because yeah, they don't they consider it to be you know part of that it's like a country. rebel state, right? Yeah, basically, like you know, during the Chinese Civil War, you had Mao on one side and Chiang Kai Shek on the other side, and for a while, if I remember correctly, Chiang Kai Shek was actually pretty close to ruling the entirety of China, but then it kind of flipped. Right. And Chiang Kai-shek was allies with the U.S. But after after the end of World War II, Mao became a bit more powerful, more successful and was able to push Chiang Kai-shek, I think, through southern China. And eventually he he fled to Taiwan, which previously was known as Formosa. And uh, yeah, just lived on, you know, lived in Taiwan, built the island up. But Chiang Kai-shek was no no butte either. I mean, he was really a pretty from what I understand, a pretty brutal dictator. 
Uh, so it's not well, like they all were back then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like, certainly he was more, you know, quote unquote, democratic in the eyes of the United States. I mean, more so than Mao, but that's easy to say. But he was, you know, he was also a, a despot in his own way. And I mean, now the only thing that's really holding Taiwan is the fact that we're allies and we have military bases relatively close. Yeah. Like if we didn't, if we didn't have bases in Okinawa, South Korea, Philippines, mm. well, we don't have a base there, but we have people. And then Guam, Thailand would be gone or Thailand, Taiwan would be gone. Yeah. Right. They'd be go- it, China already would have stepped in and just wiped them the fuck out. They don't even have to leave their land to no. fuck up Taiwan. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Cause the, you know, cause the U S still rules the, the seaways, you know, in East Asia through the Indian ocean you know, they haven't, they haven't attempted it, but you can see, I mean, just over time, they've been paid, they're patient. I will give them that. Like they patiently have built up, built up, you know, China. Yeah. China, like, you know, spreading into the South China sea, taking over the, the Spartley islands there, uh, setting up those like man-made islands and everything they, they're, and they just continue to, you know, push the envelope, so to speak. I mean, well, it seems this year they're pushing the envelope everywhere they're seeing where the soft spots are and where they're getting a hard target and it's like when are they going to hit something that's going to fight back like i mean i know they clashed with india and yeah you know rounds were exchanged there right um luckily that didn't turn into anything more but if you're doing if you're having something like that where you're already having gunfire like how far away you from from some sort of conflict yeah no absolutely yeah, that was an interesting one too, because there was there was rounds fired, but then I think there was literally people being pushed off of mountainsides. Like I think they had hand to hand combat, if I remember. Correctly. It was hand to hand combat, yeah. but it was, it was weird as hell. It was in the, you know you, a pandemic just started and lit off, and all of a sudden right. you're hearing about China and India like hand to hand combat yeah. on the border. What the fuck is going <laughs> <Yeah>. on? <laughs> that was just that's like that was just 2020 content, you know? <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's like just sitting there like. Yeah. What what this year's so fucking weird vintage twenty twenty stuff yeah, but I think I mean I think China's just gonna continue to to push the envelope uh, and I mean the thing about it is you know my in my understanding reading about China is that and I think what I think sometimes what's lost on the American public and perhaps the West is that the way that China views itself is that they're returning to their rightful position as the superior power in the world. Mm. You know, I mean, really up until, uh, I want to say like, you know, the 13, 1400s, there was a, there's a more reclusive emperor who decided to basically move away from, you know, the way that the world was moving. Uh, you know, the European powers were starting to take over. They were building up their naval superiority. And at that inflection point, China decided to become more reclusive. They had a massive navy that, you know, was much larger than any, than any uh, Western navy at that time. But then they, they went in a different direction. And after that point, they really kind of went on the decline. And now, really, since, you know, late 1990s, early 2000s, they're now going in the opposite direction. So in their mind, they were the superior power in the world for hundreds of years, and they're kind of returning to that. Okay, yeah. And uh, and so I think they're they're pushing and pushing to get there uh, at whatever at whatever cost to whoever else, because they want to be number one. 
Now, do you think there's that China is a superpower? I think so. Yeah. I mean, so, so I thought so before researching this and like some of the top minds disagreed with me on this. Like, oh, yeah. cause right now with the way the world is, if you ask me what the superpowers were, I would say it's, I don't know where America sits, but we're usually there in mm-hmm. Russia and China. That's kind of where it is. And Russia, I feel like has taken a step, but they're still there. Yeah. And they actually don't think they've been, um, they're not a superpower yet because I guess they're they're it's kind of like world wars, right? Mm. You'd say there are other world wars than one and two, but there are like parameters you have to hit to be a superpower. And one of them's like you have to have so many allies, you're 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 you have to have so much money and I guess they go off the they're not going off the GDP now. There's so much to it, but I found that interesting that they did not consider them to be a superpower just mainly because their only allies that they have hmm. are going to be North Korea and Russia right now. <laughs> well, uh, one of the other things that Russia, I mean, uh, China is not hitting that a lot of those uh, individuals are talking about is uh, the political sphere of influence. Hmm. Yeah. And really, China has a little bit of influence over the, the global economy because they have a lot of manufacturing, more so than many other countries. Yeah, right. But... You know, as far as things like global topics like uh, climate change, it wasn't until I think really only in the last few weeks that they even started talking about doing something for climate climate change. Up until uh, I think it's been like up a until year. this year. I, I, I would say it's twenty twenty was when they got into it. Because when we did the uh, the clean energy episode, China yeah. is putting the most money into yeah. clean energy right now. I'm talking about working with other countries. Oh, well, working with other countries. They're trying to clean up their air, but as far as working with other countries, they just started jumping on that bandwagon now, which is where you get that political influence is the the joint efforts, which they haven't been Mm. doing. No. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, but you're, you're right. I agree with you both. Right. But the, but yeah, China definitely, from what I understand is like, yeah, as, as far as like clean energy technology capturing that market there way ahead of us and we kind of took a right. hit with that with not prioritizing uh, more energy efficient cars which i think was a big mistake well part of that i feel like it that comes on the people right so i i, I the american public wasn't really ready to to take the change over to electric cars yet i think tesla kind of made that happen mm. and i you, we again another episode where we started talking about the new battery tech when when the batteries are starting to make it to where you're not having to charge up for 24 hours after 200, 300 miles, that makes a big difference. So, Hmm. you know, all right. Yeah. The government is partly to blame for us not getting on that bandwagon, but at the same time, so is the public. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. No, that's fair. Not receptive to it, but not at all. Yeah. I mean, it gets to a big difference between our political systems, right? Like China is all about because they're, you know, their uh, authoritarian government, they can do long-term industrial planning over the course of decades, but we can't do that because our long-term plans change every four years. And it, that makes it a little bit more difficult to plan out economically. Well, uh, so back to Taiwan, what we were talking about earlier, mm. I don't really know the history of Taiwan. So I don't really know exactly the whole situation as far as why they have such a big issue with uh bringing Taiwan back inside the border. But I, I did find out something interesting that I don't think a lot of people are aware of is that it's not just a piece of property to them. So Taiwan 
is home to the largest and most sophisticated contract chip maker in the world. Mm, yeah. It's called uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Right. And I'm just going to call it Such TSMC because name. that's a long name. Yeah. Well, it, they're, they're very utilitarian over there. Uh, but these chips are used for all kinds of things like AI and weapons systems. Mm. So according to the Congressional Research Service, which I think is a United States yep. entity. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, TSMC is one of only three manufacturers in the world that produce these semiconductor chips. So the, the other companies following behind are Samsung and Intel. Right. But the big issue with TSMC being in Taiwan is that three out of five of those major companies that supply TSMC with the materials they use to make these chips are in the United States. So this now gives the U.S. the power to restrict China's ability to get their hands on these chips. Mm -hmm. And they actually did do that uh, in the beginning of April. So it was just oh, a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And they're actually going a step further. And TSMC is in the middle of building a new factory in Phoenix, Arizona, because they plan to move a lot of their operations onto mainland U.S. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's, that's an interesting one. I did not know that. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that. Uh, really, almost nobody. Uh, but that's... A serious tactical. I would say uh, that's a st strategic move. Yeah, that's that's big. Yeah, but I mean, it, China's been going after Taiwan for for a long time. I imagine, and not only that, I I guarantee they've already stolen that tech. Uh, like they have. Well, to they have can chip buy factories. it from them. They've been buying it from TSMC. The tech or the actual chips? The actual chips. And if once they have the chips, they have the tech. They can do yeah, exactly. They well, that's how it that. works there. Yeah. So I guarantee they have factories fucking hammering out chips over there. Because it's how it goes. So I was going down this rabbit hole, right? Trying to figure out what's this Chinese boner for Taiwan. Uh, and I, I came across... So I, I didn't really come across the history of it. Uh, it's, it's really... I don't know if it was just too deep for me to get into in just like a, an internet search. But... China had already censored it. That was the problem. Maybe. So there's, a, <laughs> there's some pretty telling attitudes coming out of their spokespeople coming from China about Taiwan. So a lot of people are saying China is not going to make any moves. They're, you know, they're they're not going to take Taiwan. They're not going to do anything except keep making these threats. But there's a guy, I, I don't know how to say names in Chinese, so this is probably going to be way off. But the guy's name looks like it's Wang Wenbin. And he's a spokesperson for China's Ministry of Defense. And he's quoted as saying at a, like a press conference, he says, China must and will be reunified. Right. We are willing to do our utmost to strive for the prospect of peaceful reunification, mm. but we'll never leave any room for any forms of Taiwan independence secessionist activities. So basically what they're saying is, you know, you guys don't have a choice. Taiwan is going to be back inside of our border. Right. And I don't really care what anybody thinks about it. So that's the weird rhetoric yeah. about all of it, right? Like it, it, even right now and for years, They've considered that Taiwan is not a thing. It is China. That's why the, that's why the fucking the director of the Who couldn't fucking say Taiwan. Mm. And that's why Hollywood doesn't want to piss off China because they don't want to lose views. We don't care here because we're not in China. Most likely, I almost guarantee that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, 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 I kind of equate it to North Korea, right? <clears throat> if you take Kim Jong-un and... If you have your people and you can tell them that you just keep bombing America, why are you actually going to do it when you can just tell them you're doing it? You know what I mean? China with Taiwan might be a little bit different, but they're going to keep saying that rhetoric 
nope, it's one China. They're they're not going to include it, even though Taiwan's sitting there with two giant middle fingers up, holding their own. Mm. Well, trying to hold their own. Yeah. So you think they're just talking a big game and not they're not going to act on that? Uh, I don't know that they're talking a big game. I think that's part of it. I think they're ta- they're going to keep saying that. Yeah. Yeah. But with Taiwan being allies with us, it. I mean, that's going to start some shit, man. It, Jerry and I were talking about this earlier. Before doing my research, I thought that we were, I wouldn't put a date on it, but I felt like we were headed towards another Cold War with China. Mm. Like, it just felt that way, right? Yeah. The, the way they're just, they're stirring shit with everyone. They're stirring shit with us. I had to write this down. They had conflict with India, conflict with Taiwan, conflict with Japan, conflict with Australia, conflict with Germany, conflict with us. Like, and it went on and on and on. It, it They pushed every button that there was to push to see which ones would give. Hmm. You know what I mean? So if you do that enough, someone's going to do something. I mean, I know no one wants to start war, right? They Even they say they don't want to start war, but they're doing yeah. everything as if they're trying to. <laughs> yeah. Now, Chris, do you know anything about the history of Taiwan and China? What happened between them and how we ended up where we are now? Yeah, so a little. I mean, it was a little bit about what I was talking about before with Mao and Chiang Kai-shek. So, yeah. you know, Mao was more. Uh, well, Mao was a communist. Chiang Kai-shek uh, was not a communist. I wouldn't call him a democrat. You know, uh, mm-hmm. he just, you know, was not about communism. I think in part because he was getting funding from uh, the United States, and uh, and so that was more of the sphere that he was involved in. Uh, and so just divergent political viewpoints. And so that led to the, to the Chinese civil war, if I remember correctly, was kind of ongoing throughout the second world war, uh, and then kind of picked up steam, pardon me, immediately afterwards, uh, and Chiang Kai-shek lost. And so his followers moved to Taiwan, they set up Taiwan. And I, after that, I don't believe, you know, maybe there was low level conflict, but, um, you know, for the most part, they're operated as two individual countries, uh, and it's kind of, you know, gone along that path for the past, you know, 50 to 60 years. Uh, and Chiang Kai-shek was the dictator of Taiwan for a long time. Uh, I think maybe let's let's have a quick look here, but I think it was probably you know at least ten to twenty years after after he moved to to Taiwan with his followers. Now, are you guys are either you guys familiar with the one China principle? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's the that's the fact that it, it, I mean, Taiwan and China are you know in 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 the mind of the Chinese one one country. They always have been and they always will be, right? Yeah, that's right. what I was talking about yeah. earlier. Well, there's a. Uh... The one China principle actually came from uh, this understanding reached in 1992 between representatives of the Chinese Communist Party and the Kuomintang political party Mm -hmm. that was ruling Taiwan at the time. Yeah. So that is referred to as the 1992 consensus. And what it says is there is only one China, but it allows for differing interpretations, which doesn't even make any sense to me that they would come (laughs) to an agreement like that. Yeah. That sounds about right. I was probably, I'm imagining at that point, you know, I, again, I don't know m- much about uh, that time period, but I'm imagining it was yeah. to kind of tamper agitation between the two countries and, and, you know, maybe try to make things a little bit more 
uh, like ease relations. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, start conversations. Cool right, exactly. Um, well, it's a pe- peculiar thing because uh, during that consensus, Ty- it was agreed between Beijing and Taipei, or Taipei, I don't know how to say Taipei, it. Taipei, yeah. Uh, Taipei. That Taiwan does, in fact, belong to China. Uh, so really, the disagreement was which entity is China's legitimate governing body. Right. But the consensus, is, it was stated that Taiwan will not seek independence. So I kind of, uh, it was an agreement that was come to in the early 90s. And now we hear, we have United States kind of saying, well, we're just going to pretend that never happened, which I, I, I don't <laughs> know, maybe that's like the typical MO for us. Uh, well, like I said in the beginning, man, we're, we've got our hands in a lot of cookie jars. Yeah. Well, we, we do. We're always stirring that shit. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just the thing is the difference between us and them is the morals, right? So most countries yeah. that were out there that uh, we have a shit ton of allies. I don't even know. How many allies do we have right now? Um, uh, we have like everybody north and south of us. We got like the whole west coast of Europe. Yeah, I think you don't have a lot of Africa, though. No. No, that's not south of us, Andy. <laughs> you said <laughs> Europe, Jerry. I was going south. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> you went south, then you went east. I was going south again. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a shit ton. They have a little, and it comes down to, again, what people believe is eth- ethnically right. You know what I mean? And, and getting into that topic, I, I found some interesting shit on... I think it's known, right? It, it, can you consider China still communism? Is it like yeah. Russia? You couldn't, right? Well, it I, was really. It's a funny thing, I, I would say, because like it is still te- technically, uh, you know, a communist, a communist state, right? It's you know they have a Politburo and the political system is certainly that way, but economically they're no longer the sort of traditional communist system because it's not. You know, I, like I was saying before, they have industrial policies that last for decades, but they have a free market economy. And, you know, they moved that way because communism was a failure from an economic standpoint. Because uh, yeah, I, I heard yeah. people say it was, an, yeah, I'm going to probably butcher saying this, an autocracy. Yeah. Auto, autocracy? Yeah, autocracy. It's definitely an autocracy. I don't, I don't think it's listed that way. It's, it's become that because of what uh, Xi Jinping did. Yeah. But it's, while it's really hard to differentiate on a large scale when you're talking about things like uh, communism and socialism, things like well, that. Communism has so many things that are like really close to it. It's specifically listed as a socialist republic, yeah. which is basically they have capitalism, but the government tells the, the corporations they're not allowed to talk about anything that they don't have permission to talk about. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing, well, right? I think they refer to it as like, uh, what, like capitalism with Chinese characteristics. Uh yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I mean, because really uh, they have like a rubber stamp parliament of sorts that's, you know, composed of like academics and powerful previous government officials and stuff like that. But it it doesn't do anything. It meets once a year and basically it says, oh, yeah, everything the party did this year. Great. We'll go with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but well, yeah, because you can't it can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the beauty about it. Right. For them. Uh, and yeah. then elections, I mean, there are technically elections, but the only, uh, the only, you know, people that are allowed to vote are members of the party. And the membership of the party is incredibly um, exclusive. And, and sounds like Russia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely similar in a way. But it, yeah. And they actually, they followed Russia's footsteps. I don't know what their, uh, what Russia's 
current rules are because I don't follow Russian politics that often. Hmm. But <laughs> uh, Putin in power until the end of time. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially what he did, right? He can ride all the bears he wants. And so that's it. <laughs> shirtless. Remember, shirtless. That's the oh, my bad, my bad. Of course. So in 2018, uh, China, along with President Xi Jinping, they, uh, they actually changed their constitution, which I think constitution is the right word for their document. I, I'm not entirely sure on that. We'll call it that. But what they did was they removed presidential term limits. Mm, right. And oh, yeah, then, that was a start. <laughs> so Xi Jinping came into power in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. from that time going forward with like, I would say, increasing levels of aggression as time progressed, he's been getting rid of his opposition one way or another. Yeah. It's, and I so mean, now he kind of culminated good. that in 2018 by saying, you, you know, I don't have limits now. I can stay as long as you keep voting me in. Right. So you better it's fucking a, vote me a in. a great thing when they're like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to make it so I can serve till the end of time. Yeah. Actually, yeah. wasn't Trump talking about that at one point? He did try to do it, but you know we're not a socialist republic. We're a regular. No, republic. but I mean, just the fact that he did, you know. Yeah. Just <laughs> well, it everybody. was the case in China that the you know that the that the that the president would would rule for ten years basically. Yep. And then you would have you know somebody below him who was tapped to be the next president. So before Xi Jinping, it was uh, Hu Jintao, and so. It was supposed to be the case that after, you know, so it was going to be in 2022, Xi Jinping would move out and then the next one would come in, but he just scrapped that and was like, nah, you know, we're not doing that. That dude anymore. must have been bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm almost there. Yeah. Because he wanted to stay in power more. We were yeah. on this topic of him getting rid of opposition and everything. At, at the same time that he uh, uh, amended their constitution, essentially, he, uh, he and the Communist Party that he's in. They also implemented what he, what were just basically his ideas, and it's called a supervisory commission. Mm. In typical Chinese fashion, what they do is now they investigate party members and civil servants. But of course, being China, if they find some like an unsavory thing that they find on their opposition, they can put them in prison for life for really mundane things in comparison to what we have. Yeah, they put them in, into education camps. Well, I think the education lovely. camps might be a little bit different because you might come home from those. Well, but, uh, no. So that, that literally, it's an education camp. Yeah. But you might get out. You might not. It all depends. You might die. You might commit suicide. It, it, they don't care. Now, what they put out is different. They put out that they're, they're re-educating people. Uh, so well, they, they are. They the are language. re-educating yeah. them. The, the Uyghurs in the western part of the country, the, the Muslim minority, that's a big thing there. I mean, So that. that's what I was trying to get into because, you know, once again, we have more Muslim hate. Yeah. Sense. Now, the rest now of the this Uyghur thing is weird because... It is. Yeah. Uh, well, it isn't, but... Obviously, the way it's covered is Chinese in nature. So they're, they're saying what they want people to see. Right. Uh, is there anything, you know, is there anybody that's reporting on this telling us what's actually happening or is this just china saying these people are you know they don't belong here so we're relocating them i think i mean it's been covered fairly extensively in the western media and it's been a yeah. definitely like a, a a drum that's being beat by a lot of like the mgo ngos like amnesty international international and uh, yeah. other groups of their ilk um but yeah i mean my understanding is yeah they they put everybody, all males, in re-education camps. A lot of them got, you know, unreasonable prison sentences. 
But if well, you we females too, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I, I'm I watched sure. a thing on it. They do. They are. Yeah, but I mean, they're basically trying to pacify them, you know, because they are Turkish, like of their Turkic descent. Like when you look at them, they have like more of like the step features. Yep. You know what I mean? They they don't look Chinese, like Han Chinese, like East, you know, East Asian, and they're Muslim, and so it's it's one of these things where it's another like geography coming back to bite people in the ass kind of similar like when we were talking about in Myanmar with the Rohingya you know That's they're just exactly they're, what I thought they're just a people who are on the wrong they're just border you know they're on the wrong side of the border right China just decided okay you're part of us but really culturally they are not but now they're being forced to be well, what's interesting with it is like with Myanmar it was religion but it's not right it's where they it's it's its geographic location, but religion was part of it. Everyone yeah. who lived there was Muslim. Well, same thing here, right? It's it is geographic location because, but it's also religion. Again, everyone's Muslim. Yeah, that they're um, almost everyone is Muslim that they're they're imprisoning, mm. and they're they're what they're what they're doing is right now in their schools, right where they're in the towns that they they were located. They can't teach their history anymore. Mm-hmm. They can't teach their culture anymore. Yeah. So they're just trying to wipe it off the face of the earth. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Now, I, I couldn't find out anything if they were saying they couldn't still follow the religion. They didn't actually say anything about that, but they were definitely just wiping the culture off the earth. Yeah. It I, seemed like. I don't know enough to say either way, but I believe they're allowed to still practice Islam, but it just cannot be as... Uh, Prominent? Yeah, I think so. And it can't be like part of public life do you know what i mean like it can't it has to be tampered down in a way which sounds very anti-islamic yeah like, yeah basically, you know what i mean right yeah <laughs> like no. that is I, mean, I don't know that's just my but so what i found in my research of this so they right now they are at least in 2020 when the the uh, documentary i watched they had over two million people in camps mm, yeah some of a lot of it is there are, you know people be watching their family members uh who live in china through social media and things like that and like slowly you'll just see them kind of fade away but they'll all of a sudden their picture will go from being in their apartment or their house to all of a sudden they're in a cell so they're still allowed social media but you know that shit's being filtered something miserable yeah one woman was detained purely for having whatsapp on her phone uh, you're not allowed to have um free-flowing information from outside the country into china that's mm. it's kind of their mo so on this this idea of censorship right because i think to me other than maybe south uh north korea i don't know if anyone censors their people as much as as china the great the great firewall as they call it yes for the, you're talking about the internet right yeah yeah mm-hmm. right now in the united states we have 651,000 or 651,000 651,000 <laughs> uh, 651, cops, right? Okay. We might have had a little bit less because of everything that's going on. China has 3 million on top of that. Oh, right? Wow. Yeah. Granted, they got more people, but... Mm. So 3,600,000 cops. They also have an armed police militia at 1.2 million. That's literally... They don't do anything but look inward. They don't look out. They're yeah. looking at the people inside. yeah. yeah. Two million internet censors. That's two million people looking at what the fuck's going on on the internet yeah. constantly. And this one I found interesting because I, I thought this was going to be closer. How many 
surveillance cameras do you think are in the United States right now? And with Ring and shit like that popping up, you'd think it would be a fucking shit whack ton. CCTV cameras? We're talking? Yeah, 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 yeah. A million? I have no idea. So right now in the US, we have 70 million cameras. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. China has over 600 million. Ooh, wow. That's a fucking... And dude, they don't... They're it, everywhere. We look in China's... We think China's huge, right? I don't know. Do you, Does anyone know what percentage of land they use? Because it's not all of it. I know they can't live on on a lot of what the steppe used to be. Yeah, I mean, most of the uh, most of the large cities are along the coast, really. I think once you hit pretty much inland, where Genghis Khan was, no one lives. Yeah, like and the Gobi <laughs> Desert is massive as well. It's really big, fucking huge, dude. Yeah. So you have six hundred million cameras pointed at your own damn people. Yeah, I, I, so I I was in China. Um, back in 2010, I guess, for about 10 days. And yeah, you saw cameras everywhere. I remember taking pictures of the cameras because I was just so interested. Just like everywhere you looked, there was like cameras and wires. And there were a lot of cops. Like you couldn't look in a direction and not see a cop in some ways, especially at night. What's the saying? You can spit and fucking hit a cop. Yeah, I mean, really, they were, they were everywhere. And now we see what that number looks like. They, you know, they have that many cops and that's what it looks like. You can't turn in any direction without seeing them. It was less so when I went to Xi'an, which was like in the north. It's where the terracotta warriors are. Okay. But like when I was in Shanghai and Beijing, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And then, you know, last year you had Hong Kong blowing up before COVID, right? Because Hong Kong wasn't under Chinese rule until what? Not that long ago. Yeah, two, 2000. Was it 2000? Yeah, that was the 1999 or 2000. It was around... Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was 2000, though, because that was the agreement they had with the British. It was like a 100-year lease or something. Right? Yeah, so British gave it up, and then China took over. But the people living there are used to not living under Chinese rule. So now, 20 years later, they're starting to buck because they're not liking... Because they passed a lot of bullshit that really kind of tightened down the chokehold oh, yeah. on what it, you know, on the people. But so April 15th of this year, which for us is 15 days ago, uh, they had the the first National Security Education Day. <laughs> How exciting! <laughs> uh, Jerry, you got to look at this a little bit, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I looked, I, I'd never heard of it when you told me about it today, so I looked it up. It's uh, it's some really powerful propaganda. Oh my god! Uh, so it's a day off for the kids. It's kind of like a fair. But they're teaching them the rhetoric of how the Chinese, uh, what is it called again? The people's arm and how they're there to help. And you, it shows like pictures of kids holding RPGs and shit. And dude, it's just, it's all sorts of jacked up. They're trying to re-educate all the people of Hong Kong to accept their, their dictator's will. Now, speaking of re-educating people in Hong Kong, right? So we, we got them, they're doing the thing that they're doing with the Uyghurs, which the, uh, the State Department in the U.S. called it a genocide. Mm, I don't I know agree. if it, it's, it can be classified that way yet. It might have been some American hyperbole. I don't really know about that for sure. But they are targeting the Uyghurs. And <clears throat> because of the way that they do business in China, everybody gets indoctrinated there. And I spend a lot of time on the Internet. I talk to people from all over the world about various things. It's, it's kind of like an integrated part of what the podcast is. Mm. I, I go out and meet people. So every time I've talked to somebody who is from mainland China, they're either out to another country working for or for whatever reason. Because really, if they're in China, I probably can't talk to them, right? Right. But the ones that are in an area in the, of the world where they have the internet, 
usually the topic of the Uyghurs come up. So I'll watch the conversation unfold. And almost every time it turns into, are the Uyghurs being genocided? The Chinese person gets upset and says, no, that's not happening. Right. And what it really comes down to is this Chinese citizen is saying, it's not being genocided, but they deserve what they're getting. Well, because are they technically... Because is a benefit... Definition of genocide is to kill them, right? Well, it's ethnic cleansing. So they're they're forcing them to convert. And another thing that they did was, I think it was, it was somewhere between 2018 and 2020, uh, Chinese government passed a law outlawing beards and face coverings, mm, right. which clearly oh, so targets Uyghurs, screwed. right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. I remember reading about that. But I mean... So yeah, I guess they're they are ethnically cleansing because they are they're wiping them of their culture. Mm. They're just not killing them. So it's kind of a gray area. Well, that this gray area came up when we were talking about uh, Myanmar as well, right? Yeah, right. Well, it doesn't it doesn't My, Myanmar? They were killing them. Yeah, I think it. It's like less. China is better with the systematic reeducation for sure. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to know if they were killing people straight up i know there were like really long detentions and i think people were the uyghurs were tortured in prison and some of them may have died they are being tortured they are committing suicide right and they're they're being re-educated and they're probably not making it to where anyone wants to live yeah and there is a time that like they could be in there indefinitely until you're re-educated right now people who make it out and they that you can make it out and return to where you were living and the documentary I was watching, did no one within China would say a damn thing for obvious reasons. And it's fucked up because people almost only talk in code on the phone there. Mm. Which, mm. holy shit, like, yeah. think about that. Can you imagine if, like, hey, right now we couldn't do what we were doing right here. Yeah, exactly. But can you imagine if you had to call everybody and every phone call had to be in code? Mm -hmm. I don't think people in America can even comprehend the level of censorship that's going on over there. Yeah, no. Other, other and that's not even life. censorship. That's just that's uh, that's just spying. They're just following you. A perfect example of you know a real world situation for them. They have the same way the United States has. They have the gig economy over there, right? They it's really the same thing. You know, they've got people going out delivering food and shit like that to people. But they they are treated much worse than the American workers. So we get a lot of complaints here that you know they don't pay us enough when we're doing gig work and mm. we have to work all these hours. Right. In China, it gets a lot more strict for them because I, I don't think they assign work. I think you can choose to do this, but once you choose something like that, you don't get to just stop doing it. Yeah, I don't know how that works over there. No, I don't know. A lot of that, unless you're a Chinese expert, I don't think it's really clear how it operates. But there was one person in particular, uh, his name is Chen Guzhang. And he's a uh, gig worker. He, uh, what he was doing was he was de delivering DoorDash, and you have all this, all these deliveries you have to make, and the government's involved in a lot of jobs, so they're getting pushed to get these all done, and they're having having to go crazy speeds on their scooters, and it's it really is pretty dangerous. Yeah. But what happens is if they are late with their deliveries, they get charged, not the company they're delivering for, but <laughs> the individual worker gets charged. So this uh, young guy, I think he was thirty one. Chen Guzhang was uh, sent to jail and he's still there now. He's been there for a couple of years now, I think it wow. is. And what he was trying to do that was not okay with the Chinese government was he was trying to organize, essentially unionize the workers for the gig economy mm -hmm. in China. And union union work is big no-nos in China, right? Well, it makes sense. It's someone who's speaking against what you want. Yeah. So he ended up, he was trying to organize. He got 
he got pulled in. He was really disappeared for a few months. I think it was three to six months. He was just gone. Nobody knew where he was. In an education camp. That's where he got sent. And the way that it was found out was that some people, uh, some kind of government representatives, they were military police or something like that, showed up at his dad's house. And they had documents that his dad had to sign. But what they did was they essentially redacted sections of it. So he couldn't mm-hmm. actually read the document. But in China, when they show you a document that you have to sign, you don't get a choice. You sign it. Yeah, of course. And it's escalated a little bit and starting to die, now, die down now because of what happened. But there were all these different law, lawyers and law groups that they pulled their money together and donated money, about $20,000 to uh, defend him uh, in their legal system. So they, I didn't even know you could defend yourself in China. Well, yeah, they have some some semblance of uh, a justice system. Right. It's just not the same as ours. Yeah. But what ended up happening was, again, these military police went to all these lawyers that had collected the money to help him and basically told them, if you continue to help him, you're going to be sitting next to him in his jail cell. Mm. Yeah. Which, so again, you really can't. There is no justice system. They still, they're, they're, you're still, everyone's mouth is clamped shut. Now, without international anything. support, you're you're really in a lot of trouble, and it's a it's a weird place to be in China because they have all these issues that we've been talking about. Okay, mm. so they have the issues with the Uyghurs. They have mass censorship, mass surveillance. They're very pervasive in everybody else's business. You know, they're getting into they they probably know our IP addresses right now as we're sitting here talking. Oh yeah, because we've mentioned it. They also it's the best time to live in China in recent memory. So it's it's a strange place to be for the Chinese citizens, even the ones that don't agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been there's been a lot of changes going on there. Do you know that they have the most uh, the fa- I think it was the fastest debt curve of any growing country. Oh yeah, they're uh, they're um, they they have the largest deficit. Yeah. Well, it's not that they have the largest deficit; they have the strongest curve of any. The largest country. growing deficit, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Because what's actually happening, and I had no clue about this. So for the past like 30 years right china's been making a shit fucking ton metric ton of money right yeah it's just been pouring in and because some of their ideals are starting to pour out and people aren't agreeing with that as well as uh, we'll get into some other things they're the amount of money they're making is actually decreased in the last 10 years it's decreased by over 50 percent so that's kind of buying into why they're starting to push all these buttons right because they're running into issues where what they were doing is no longer working. So now they got to push the boundaries to try to make more money, try to try to grow their walls. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? They're, they went from, my understanding is they went from being like a high savings. Uh, what they're trying to do is they're trying to go from, you know, a, being a high savings country where everybody's saved to now kind of changing to a consumer economy not 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 a service economy like we are for the most part but they're trying to move slowly in that direction uh and that will create other uh, other industries but for a while people just save 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 but now they're trying to get them to spend a bit more and the other thing well you can finish no no just stimulate you know stimulate the economy in that way uh you know still focusing on manufacturing obviously but just creating different industries through uh services and people utilizing them especially especially uh you know e-services stuff of that nature so the thing the other thing i found interesting so forever they had the one one child rule or one child law right yeah 
where a couple could only have one child and if they had a second i believe it was killed right i think they would be sent to prison i mean they most people would would um i mean honestly one of the reasons why there were so many orphans who were females uh who were adopted in the u.s was because they would be abandoned or they would be killed because they all not all but most people wanted a male they wanted a male so they would have a they would have kids until they had a male and they would leave, put them up for adoption in the U.S., right? People have called it femicide in, in China because there were probably yeah. so many, uh, you know, baby girls that were killed. Which is it, it, fucked up in its own right, right? Yeah. And then, to me, that's an, almost an entire another episode. Mm. And I don't mean to, to, to pass over it. No, I understand. But one thing that they did not see with limiting people to one child and one male child pretty much is now they're running into a problem where they're actually going to have a period where they almost have no one who's of working age. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they <laughs> they they really are in a very bad space. I didn't space. even know that was a thing. <laughs> Demographically, they're in a horrible spot. Uh, I think I read the other day that they are their population is now declining for the first time in a long while. It is. Well, shit. Hey, you've got all men. Yeah. And last time I checked, that doesn't produce children. Nah, it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> and you know, because of that issue... There are a lot of um, Burmese women, Myanmar women, who are trafficked over the border into China, and they're told like, oh, you're going to be a domestic servant. But what actually happens is they're going over the border, and they're being trafficked to a man who needs a wife. Which is interesting, because yeah, over, the, I mean, it, listen, it, that's, that's another thing. It's also fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, I know places like Korea, uh I think Thailand's also one of them. I, I think Thai, China is as well. They're also very into you don't mix race, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, you, very you like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So now they're they're being forced to because of the bullshit they did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> which because you, you need you right, you bastards. You need a yeah. I mean, you need a growing population, and the problem is too is that you have like a number of things going against you. First of all, you've you've disciplined the society to have only one child. And so yep. it's hard to you scared them really. Yeah, right. So they're not really a lot of people just are going to have one child. I mean, it's it's that way in a lot of I mean, developing countries. That's just the trend is when you become when the country develops more people have less kids. It's what's happened here. It's happened all over the world. And then they don't they don't really have an immigration policy. Japan's run into the same thing. Like there, you know, Japan is also in, in one of these issues uh, where they people aren't having kids and they don't they don't really allow immigrants in. Japan's like slowly letting that happen, but they're very restrictive on that. So it, it, it's like within, I think, 10 years, uh, I think it's like 2030, somewhere around there, 70 percent of their population is going to be outside of the working age. Yeah. They're going to be senior citizens. And I was like, geez, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's it's tough. 2015, they restricted birth restrictions to two. You can have two children now. And now they're thinking of getting rid of them completely. Now, the restrictions. Granted, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, no, the children. They're getting rid of all the children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at some point they're just going to have to have a certain type of immigration policy where they allow uh you know, different different uh, nationalities in the country to to do some of the labor. You know, I don't know if they have a choice, but but are people going to want to move in with? I mean, for ec I mean, economic opportunities possibly. around that area of the world. They yeah, yeah I think so. I guess like, I could see. Think about like countries like uh, like Laos, Thailand, yeah, yeah, Laos and Cambodia, especially, and like Mongolia, maybe North Korea. Who knows <laughs> if things change? Yeah, I don't know. 
God, I don't know. It would North Korea? You you can't leave our country except to go to China. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that maybe that would become a deal. I don't know. But they need to do something because they're not. People are not gonna. Uh, maybe birth rates will increase, but I don't think it'll increase to the point where you're gonna have enough people to. Well, the problem is they're gonna the go jobs. the other direction, right? They're gonna they're gonna overcompensate. Everyone's going to have five kids, <laughs> and all of a sudden you have a population boom. Good God. So now that we got, uh, we've got a little bit of background now here on China, right? Over the course of the last 20 years, I think we kind of covered that here. And uh, I was curious to know what your idea here was, Chris, because Andy and I disagree constantly. Okay. He's convinced <laughs> we're going to war with China, and I said yeah. that's, there's no chance of that happening. That, uh-huh. I'm not, especially now I'm not after having this, this conversation, China is not going to war with anybody. They, yeah, they're pushing buttons right now because they need to find their limits because they are in desperate need of growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they don't have enough people to work, they don't have enough people to fight a war either. Well, so it, I, so again, before doing my research, yes, I disagreed with Jerry, and I thought <laughs> a Cold War was coming, right? Mm. Well, guess what? I was a dumbass American who didn't do my fucking research. And now that I have, because uh, I would have thought that their military was similar in size. It's not, uh, even though they have a shit ton of people. Mm. And there's multiple reasons to why it's not going to happen, right? A, we don't want it to happen because our debt, also all the shit we get from them, all the shit we we buy from them. Now, I don't know if I agree with how Trump did it, but he's one of the ones that actually started kind of putting the screws to him a little Mm. bit on everything. And I think that needs to happen for a bit, but I don't see us going to war with them after doing my research. The thing that drives me nuts about all of this is like you take Australia. Australia starts calling them out on their bullshit. And of course, what does China do? They come back and they say, well, all right, we're not going to trade with you anymore. So it's not going to be a a military thing to me. It'll be trade wars. That's what it's going to be going forward. In my mind, I don't know if you agree with that, blood. Yeah, no, I think that I think that makes sense. I think China is all about sort of like soft power and doing things a little bit less overt, you know, Mm -hmm. like. Their big thing is they don't want to stir up issues with any country around the world because they, I mean, like uh, military issues, right? They want to come in, they want to do business. You know, you can see it across Africa. That in itself is a whole other topic we could spend an entire episode on. But they go into Africa, uh, they give loans to countries uh, with high interest rates, the kick in years later so on and so forth. But what they're trying to do is just keep the, uh, you know, the economic machine moving. That's the whole one belt, one road initiative uh, that they're trying to lead, right? So they want to just focus on economics and driving their machine. And I think, yeah, I think if they're, uh, the more they do that, the more power they have, and then they can tighten the screws in other ways from an economic standpoint. And I think the other piece is too, is cyber warfare. Oh God, yeah. You know, I mean, I think I think that's the the real. We've seen it, you know, over the past few years, uh, and I think they're going to become more sophisticated at that. And if anything, I think they're going to use something like that to attack us, as opposed to you know physical attacks with military and stuff like that. There's a there's a saying. It's there's people who have been hacked by China and know it. And there's people who have been hacked by China and don't know it. Yeah. That's it. There's two, there's two, two people, people in the world. In world. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do, I mean, that is kind of a cold war though, right? I mean, to me it is. Yeah. So, I mean, there is some, you know. I think it's the new age cold war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like we're not, I, I, I would be, something really screwed up has to happen for us to go to 
uh, to have a large if, scale military, uh, you know, a war. If we them. made it through 2020 with all the bullshit that was flying and we didn't go to war or the world didn't go to war with China, I think you're good. Mm. Right. With all the rhetoric that was flying around that either a virus came from there or all that bullshit. Yeah. And then we still didn't. I think I don't see a military conflict going on. Mm. I absolutely see you're going to continue to have bullshit where they're trying to steal, uh, you know, uh, trade secrets uh, yeah. or country secrets or what all that intellectual it, that's property. what countries do yeah, yeah exactly. every, every country's been stealing ideas from every other country yeah oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. that's what they do yeah so i don't i see that going forward you're, of course you're gonna have that now earlier today uh andy and i were talking uh before the show just earlier this morning we were we were actually talking about the same thing about going to war with china what i was saying was that if we do end up in a war with china it's going to be a cold war i don't want to see a hot war with any country but i I think uh, a Cold War with China would probably be really good for uh, pretty much the whole planet, as long as it didn't destabilize and turn into a bad war. It's really good for a whole planet, for <laughs> everything other than the people. <laughs> yeah, it's great technology, it's great for the economy, but the people, they're going to be fucking miserable. <laughs> that does drive competition in a way, I guess, right? Well, that's I what mean, I'm saying. It absolutely well, does. Yeah. Look at what uh, China's doing right now. I don't know if you guys follow uh, the things going on with space right now, but uh, yeah, yeah. Russia well, just, just announced they're pulling out of the ISS. They're not yeah. going to be on the ISS anymore. They're, right. They plan to make their they're own. They're tired of fixing their drill holes. Yeah. So, so whoever the country is sabotaging them keeps putting holes in there. So they're going to get into Russia. <laughs> and uh, on top of that, Russia and China are talking together about uh, a joint moon base. I think, I could be wrong about this, but I think Korea, North Korea was involved in that conversation too. I might be wrong oh, yeah. about that. There was a third country. I, mean, dude, I don't know exactly who it was. Moon base is a pretty fucking cool idea. They are I'm doing a moon lie. base. And they did open up the floor to invite other countries to go. Mm. I don't see that happening, though, because I think NASA kind of already has a plan in place for our own moon base. So it's not going to be long that's, before we live on the moon as a species. That's the next step, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, for NASA. Do you think it's the moon or you think it's Mars? Moon. I think it's what I read... What I read today is Moon, then Mars. Like that, this uh, former senator from Florida, Bill Nelson, got appointed as NASA administrator. And just in the clip that I read, was like, okay, Moon, Mars. That's the that's the progression. So talking fiscally and uh, as far as the technology goes, Grizz, the the plan has really always been to go to the Moon first and set up the bases there. Yeah. For mm -hmm. one, the Moon has a lot of helium on it. I think it's helium three. Mm -hmm. And uh, once we you're set, set up on the Moon, yeah, what's that? We need that fuel. We do. Well, once we're set up we on the moon, it. the moon has very low gravity, as I'm sure you know. Mm. Mm. And it's much easier that. to launch very big things from a moon than it is from an Earth. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so they want to okay. use the moon as a, like a landing base uh, and a takeoff base for going to Mars. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. I don't expect that to happen anytime in our lifetime, though. Just getting it set up there and then going back and forth from you here never to Mars. know, man. God. You know, that's mm -hmm. one of my biggest regrets you know, being born. Not going stage. to the moon? Yeah, man. I, I wish, I really wish, like, I want to be frozen and I want to wake up in like Star Wars time, like just go to different planets and stuff. Like Dude, I'm really demolition, about that, man. you know? Um, so so if, going way back to episode number two, if they were doing things where we, we had found a planet that we, we could get to quickly, that was already relatively livable, would you go? Yeah, 
I would. Sue told me I shouldn't I go. Too. She's like, no, you can't leave. You can't go to a different planet. I was like, what? It, like, if if I'm older and we can do trips to the moon, I'm going to the moon. I want to go. <laughs> uh, if I didn't have kids or if my kids are fully grown, absolutely. Yeah. It would fucking be good. It would be awesome. Go. Especially if it's like something that just becomes like so commonplace. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody's everybody's going to the moon. I went last week, you know. <laughs> what if there are dinosaurs on this planet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. it depends on what kind. Does that mean? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Fucking all of them, man. You can't pick and choose. <laughs> you can't. You can't pick and choose. I agree with you on that. Now, I was reading another article that uh, is actually talking about going to other planets. A, so our nearest uh, neighboring star system is Alpha Centauri. It's in movies all the time for that same reason. Mm. Uh, so if we were to go somewhere, that's the place we're going to go. Okay. And what they essentially said, where we're going. what they essentially said about it was, we're not going to send a starship there until we can get there really, really fast, like let's say something like warp speed is something that oh, becomes yeah. a reality. What they said was if we have the technology to go, let's say 80% of light speed, and so it's going to take us maybe a couple of generations to get from here to that star system. By the time that ship got to that star system, we will have the technology to just warp drive over there in a few weeks instead, and we'll actually beat them there with the second ship before the first one gets there. Well, not only that, I mean, just take Mars, right? How yeah. long does it take to get to Mars? It's, uh, it's like 18 three months. months. Was it? Is it 18 months? No. I don't remember. No, I think they stay there for that long. It, yeah, it's, it's a long it's, time. It's months to get there. But anyways, yeah. you, you're using up a shit ton of fucking resources just to get there, guy. 187.88 million miles, anyway. Oh, that's a lot of that's an points. afternoon drive. Seven <laughs> months, looks like. Oh, seven okay. months, okay. So yeah. seven months. So still, so seven months. And, and they got to come back, right? Because no, Elon Musk said that they, whoever goes there, they die there. Well, hey, listen, oh, if yeah? you're going, okay. if you plan on going to fucking Mars, and you think you're not gonna die, I have a bridge to sell you to Mars. <laughs> that's a that's a right? part of the stipulation when he was taking uh, taking volunteers to go to Mars on his Mars plan. That before SpaceX really got big, it was a 2010 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had all kinds of volunteers ready to go, and he's like, "You know, you're not coming back, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're good with that." <laughs> it's a one way ticket, baby. It's true, dude. <laughs> like, think about it, dude. I'm sorry, but it, it's it's similar to back in when when people were first coming over across to the Americas. Yeah, there was no guarantee you were gonna fucking live. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, it was a very slim chance you were gonna live. Mm. You know, and so now you're flying seven months away. There is no, there's no emergency service we can launch. <laughs> uh, no precedent. No nothing. I actually tell Melissa all the time, this the kind of the same thing you were saying, Chris. I wish I was born at the time of like gold prospecting where everyone's doing the California rush yeah. or like a thousand years in the future. Because like right <laughs> yeah. now, oh, bitches, you're yeah, born now, motherfuckers. <laughs> right now is just a capitalist hellhole. And I just, you know, everything's either not quite uh, advanced enough for me to go to another planet, mm-hmm. but everything's already been done here on this planet. And it's just so fucking hard to do anything new without just being. See, now, do you think do you think the United States will be the first country to send people to another planet? And I'm not saying just Mars. I'm not like to live there. That's a tough one because really we've been behind uh, yeah, at least problem. one country every time related to space. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think technologically we're really China's just pulling ahead, and I think if we don't make some gains to to go back to China a little bit, guys, <laughs> I think if we uh, <laughs> oh if, wait, are we doing are we doing an episode <laughs> on China? Fuck, I thought this was space. If we don't, if we don't 
catch if we don't catch up now we're just going to be left behind and i think that goes for the space race and a lot of other different things too um well we won't be totally left behind we'll just be paying china for a taxi service yeah basically right. i wouldn't mind having another space race though i mean it yeah. feels like we're kind of in one yeah we I, none of us were alive for the last one but yeah i think we're, I, at, I, we're on the cusp of one if we're not there already for but, sure then I sit there and I think, oh, we put a fucking Mac from the 90s on Mars <laughs> like two months ago. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Well, China, they actually just released images of their own rover. Mm. And uh, it looks a lot like the last one we sent to Mars. Uh, what was the one called Weird. before Perseverance? Ingenu- uh, no. no I'm gonna well, whatever it's now. called. So uh, I saw pictures of it. Ingenuity. Obviously, we've seen tons of pictures of that one. And they, they replaced it because stuff like the wheels started to break down on the surface of Mars. Uh, it's starting to, starting to shut down. Still has better reliability than a Land Rover. <laughs> it's a Mars Rover. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so China just released uh, some images of the one that they plan on sending up there. I didn't get a date on when they're going to be doing it. Uh, but it looks like... Man, it looks like someone took the blueprints from ours and just were like, yeah, make this one a little bit rounder so it looks like ours. Yeah, are you shocked? Well, this is what they do. I mean, yeah, we have, we've just accused them of intellectual property theft left and right, and they deny it, but it's... Oh, of, of course they do. I would too. Yeah, of course. Why not? If I was robbing you buying and making money off of it, no, 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 these are my ideas. So no, just, no, no. I love seeing the pictures where it's all, like... All original, all original. I love seeing the pictures of like Apple phones, but it's not apple it's like the apple icon it says like pear or something (laughs) (laughs) the new x phone x phone i it's fine now speaking of chinese technology and uh Hmm. jumping on bandwagons here uh, i just found out today china is going to be rolling out a plan for their own digital currency yes yeah oh jazz which is interesting because they're just they're still calling it a yen so i don't know what platform it's going to follow or if like they're going to take everybody's real yen and just make it all digital. They've actually, I mean, it's, I think they've actually started to use it too. It's, it's past the, like, I think they're in the implementation or testing stage from what I understand. Yeah. It's not rolled I mean, out full scale yet. Right. Exactly. Are we just going to get to a point where everyone's just doing some form of digital currency? We're already doing it. Uh, do you have cash in your wallet right now, blood? I do. Yeah. I've... No, you fucking old fart. I know. Jerry, I, do you have I cash? always have cash. <laughs> cash. Jerry, do you have cash in your wallet? I almost never carry cash anymore. Okay, I, I I might have a five. Cash is king, you know baby. I mean? So so the generation before us mm. might not have cash in their wallet, but they might. Yeah. So you're going to get to the point where it's just going to become normal, where it's just digital oh, currency definitely. for everyone. Yeah, I think so. Currency for everything. Yeah. Well, look at everybody in the uh, this new Gen Z demographic. None yeah. of them have cash unless they're buying weed. <laughs> yeah. No, they're Venmoing that now. What, yeah, what you're right. They fucking... are too. I I forgot about that. They are Venmoing their weed money. Mm. <laughs> uh, what was the guy uh i can't think of the name that just venmoed for a prostitute and he's amazed he got caught <laughs> oh he's very, uh, matt gates that yes yes idiot. thank you yeah. <laughs> oh I'll just venmo for this oh, that's God. what there's no there's no trail <laughs> please tell God. me for uh the description he wrote services rendered <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a fucking one blowjob oh my god yeah see that's the difference when you're uh talking china versus america all our dumbasses are out in the open. <laughs> yeah. There's our two. They're just censored. That's, no, they're not out in the open. That's what I'm saying. We They don't oh. hear about Oh, you're saying asses. because they're censored, they're not out in the open? Yeah. So I guess what you can get out of this episode is uh, China's not what it used to be, right? And I don't want to say it's a bad place to live now. I don't want to live there because I like my American freedoms. But 
it's still, like I said earlier, the best time in recent history to be a resident or a citizen of China. And on top of that, we're not going to war with China. I would be surprised if the uh, situation with Taiwan really ever even escalates beyond where we are now. Uh, also, China has your iTunes playlist, just saying. <laughs> China has your everything. And uh, <laughs> as Grizz would like everybody to remember, there are two people in the world, those who have been hacked by China, and those who don't know they've been hacked by China. But I think that could probably go to every country, really. Yeah, I'm sure Russia has your iTunes playlist, too. And they think you're fucking weird. <laughs> I know the United States has my stuff. I guarantee you. <laughs> my FBI agent says, man, we're listening to this again. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are, those are my big takeaways here. No war with China. You guys are good. Uh, you might want to hope for a space race. But other than that, Chris Blood, thank you for talking about uh, Chinese relations with us. Thanks. Happy to be here again, guys. And uh, yeah, hopefully be back again soon for some fun. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that one. Thank you again for listening to Beautiful Bastards Podcast. Please take a few minutes to give us a rating on iTunes. It's a major part of what keeps the wheels greased on this shit show. It helps us keep the lights on so we can keep bringing you new content. Remember, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our website, and anywhere else you stream your content from. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at PodBastards, Instagram at BeautifulBPodcast, Facebook at BBP, or you can check out our website, BeautifulBastardsPodcast.com. Tune in, rate us up. See you next week. We've gone plaid. (laughs) 